know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have two very, very interesting and good guests coming up. First, we're going to talk to someone who is an expert on the gaming industry, especially on how to train people to get into the gaming industry. His name is Bob Ambrose. He is the instructor of gaming and hospitality at the Center for Hospitality and Sports Management at Drexel University. And then... We have a wonderful guest, especially for those of you who are 50 years or older, or soon will be, and frankly, everybody hopes to be 50 years or older eventually. He is the vice president of the Senior Poker Tour. His name is Hal Koblenz. He's a returning guest. He was here a year ago when the tour first opened up. Now it's the one-year anniversary. He's going to come back and talk about how the first year went and what's planned for year number two. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy, plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's BABE16 at AdamandEve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. to the House of Cards. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. All right, I'll play. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Are we going to play poker? So, the poker game has begun. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We get occasional guests on this show who are very knowledgeable about the latest technology in the gaming industry, and such a guest is one that we have right now. His name is Bob Ambrose. He is an instructor of gaming and hospitality at the Center for Hospitality and Sports Management at Drexel University. Bob, are you there? Yes, sir. 
Okay, well, I've got a million questions for you. But before we start about Drexel University and their Center for Hospitality and Sports Management, tell us your background. Well, um, I've had about 30 years in casino uh, operations. My summary experience includes an MS in hospitality management with positions in education, hospitality, commercial casino development, and gaming operations at the executive level. I worked for 22 years in Atlantic City. Uh, I left uh, Atlantic City in 2007. Uh, I was executive director of slot operations at the Tropicana, and I was out in the Midwest for a period of time uh, joining a corporate team as executive director uh, and corporate VP of uh, slot operations, and we built uh, Indiana Live out there with the uh, Gomes management Gomes and Cordish man- management team, and I have been the uh, principal developer of uh, Casino Training Lab at Drexel, and I continually collaborate with industry professionals and report on the industry through my lectures, uh, various uh, media outlets, and uh, uh, consulting for investment companies, book publishers, and uh, casino gaming industry suppliers. Okay, well, you get the job. Uh, very impressive resume. <laughs> Thank you. I've tell, been busy. It, it sounds like you have a wonderful resume for doing what you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about being an instructor of gaming and hospitality and what the Center for Hospitality and Sports Management at Drexel University is? What is it? I've never heard of it. My daughter went to Temple. I know Drexel's a fine school. I know what hospitality is. I know what sports management is, but I don't know how they fit together. Well, everything fits together uh, quite nicely at our location. Uh, I'll start out by saying I love what I do. I knew at some point in my uh, my gaming career that I would end up in education. It just seemed like everything was pointing in that direction. So I'm extremely fortunate to uh, have been with Drexel for the past couple of years. I was an adjunct for uh, about five years. And... Uh, at the, set, the Center for uh, Hospitality and Sport Management is a, um, a new school at Drexel. We were part of um, the Goodwin College, um, but as of about two years ago, we became an independent school. And within the confines of uh, our, uh, our operation, we uh, have culinary arts, we have uh, lodging, we have an operating bistro, where the students uh, have a working restaurant a couple of days a week for the general public. Uh, we have um, a hotel. Uh, we're looking to uh, uh, for a sponsor to uh, put together a front desk for us. And we have the gaming lab, which was officially dedicated uh, this past October and was dedicated to the late Dennis Gomes and appropriately called the Dennis Gomes Memorial Casino Training Lab. Uh, Dennis died in 2012 and was well-known in the gaming industry, serving in top executive positions in both Las Vegas and Atlantic City. And he also was a previous investigator for the Nevada Gaming Commission. Well, we we had him on this show, or his son on this show, and in fact, uh, I dealt, that's right, his son was on this show, and they they had just purchased and were redoing resorts, I believe, in Atlantic City. Um, fascinating interview, an incredible guy. I mean, I've read all sorts of stuff about him. Uh, why is this named for him? Well, uh, it, it, I work for him, as, as, as you know, and Dennis Gomes was a very hands-on executive, and you, you just mentioned spirited uh, gaming industry visionary. Uh, he had a strong commitment to education, and he was a mentor to many people who actually are gaming industry executives today. Um, everyone has been very positive. Uh, when, when we were putting the, uh, obviously, we received permission from the, the Gomes family uh, when uh, the idea was presented. And everyone I've, I've approached uh, at G2E about what our plans were, they, they were just super excited. Uh, Dennis was always involved with employees. He did a great deal for people that most people will never know, but I witnessed a lot of that that giving, and it was just the the right thing to do, and the opportunity presented itself. Uh, 
my director at the center, uh, Dr. Uh, Jonathan Deutsch, and I were having a conversation one night, and uh, we were talking about putting the gaming school together, and uh, we decided that this would be the, the correct name for it, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a, a, a general appreciation um, going out there uh, for Dennis's legacy, and and it's and it's all about a hands-on experience, which is what what the program is about. Okay, and I want to have get, a lot of. I want to get to that. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. This stuff is amazing. The first day that I gave Sweet Pea and Daisy the Dynavite for cats, I did add a little bit of the liquor chops, and they absolutely loved it. All the vitamins, the minerals, you know, they also enjoyed the num-nums, <laughs> the nub-nubs or whatever they're called, the treats that also came along with it. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. They're just running through the house. They're playing. My Sweet Pea will walk in front of me. She'll stop where she's at, drop and roll onto her back and then expect me to rub her belly. Just like a kitten, Daisy and Suki have a cat tree in my living room and lately she's been climbing up to the top, jumping up there and then she'll climb back down and then she's right back up again. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I wish they would make a product for us humans to give us the same amount of energy and funk that Dynavite for Cats are given for my my cats. The phone number is 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Oh, I'm but, but you didn't even look at your cards. Looking at one's cards is a crutch for players who rely on skill. <laughs> Welcome to House of Cards. I'm talking with Bob Ambrose, an instructor of gaming and hospitality at the Center for Hospitality and sports management at Drexel University. Tell us what people are trained in in the lab. Go through all of the different things that your students get trained to do. Well, um, we start out uh, basically with uh, the course in casino management, which is a two-part course, and it it gives them the uh, overview and a, a great introduction into what the industry is about. And incorporating what Drexel is known for, and that's our co-op programs, we work with industry participants and partners, both uh, on-site at Drexel, people in the industry, and also uh, setting our students up with co-op opportunities. I recently uh, set a co-op up with uh, Dover Downs in Delaware. I have a student starting there in March for a six-month co-op. So when our students graduate our hospitality program, our gaming program. They graduate with a working resume, and um, basically we have our partners like Valley Technology um, or Scientific Games, whatever, where where we're at now, but they had donated uh, some slot machines for us, uh, Konami Gaming, KGM Gaming, uh, even Floss Barber Design out of Philadelphia is redoing our interior for us. And these are all great partners, and we have slot machines on site now, and when we spend a couple of weeks during the program on those machines, the students take on several roles. They learn about customer service. They do a lot of role-playing as the customer. Many of our students are under 21. They've not set foot into a casino. So this experience is very unique, and if they apply for a job on the casino floor, they've already had exposure. Uh, We go inside the game, we talk about the electronics, we talk about the volatility of the games, the probabilities, and basically give them uh, an overview and a a situation where they actually are participants in playing the games. And very soon we will be uh, petitioning the state of Pennsylvania to uh, allow us to uh, offer instruction in table games. Do you have... Is there an engineering part of this where people can actually study and become experts on designing gambling games like slot machines or other uh, house games, or is that not part of what you're training? 
That is not part of what our school is about, but Drexel does have an engineering department that, that does work on that side, but we do collaborate. And if, if we have students that are interested in going that route, we will work with them and, and sort of customize the program for them so that they can, they can receive both uh, elements of the educational process. I see. So is what you offer a major? Can I get a four-year degree with a uh, gambling and hospitality major, or is it just a, a series of courses that I can take, but it doesn't come with a, a baccalaureate degree? The major is in hospitality, and the minor would be in uh, gaming. I see. Because I would think that would be something to have on your resume, uh, professional, a BA in gambling. I would like to have that. Uh- we and we do offer a master's online program for those executives out there that perhaps just have the bachelor's and they they really would like to uh, uh, up the ante a little bit for the resume and it's completely online. It's very topical, very current. I work with a lot of the courses uh, as the instructor and it is strictly gaming oriented. Covers everything from uh, gaming law to current issues in gaming. Uh, casino management, and we also incorporate the lectures, and it's it's very real-time learning. How and many, that's what we specialize in at, at Drexel. And how many so students? It's a good marriage. How many students do you have right now? In the casino program, per se, I have 10 right now. We have about 400 in the hospitality program. Uh, in 2009, the casino program was created, but was primarily a textbook uh, orientation for a couple of years. And we really are still in the process of ramping this program up. And thanks to many of the major uh, publications in the, in the gaming industry, we've been able to get the word out that this is what we're doing now. We, outside of UNLV, we are the only university, and I know we're the only university on the East Coast, that actually has gaming equipment on site. Wow. So do you actually teach yourself? You say you're an instructor. Do you teach people on how to do the fundamentals or just on the management? I mean, are you teaching people how to be croupiers and how to uh, uh, take in money and the like, or do you pretty much just deal with management skills? We give them the overview of all of the positions uh, within the industry as well as, and not just me, we have speakers that come in, people that are doing it for a living and come in and, and speak, or we, we, we do field trips. Uh, we were at Dover Downs uh, a couple of months ago. We hit Atlantic City on a regular basis, as well as casinos in Pennsylvania. And the students here firsthand, and they take the tour. Uh, we are hoping and are looking to expand once we uh, develop the um, – the gaming school and dealer training. Uh, we have a partnership with the new licensee in Philadelphia Stadium, uh, the stadium project, and we will be offering them various elements of training for their personnel. So we are looking to broker that out and expand. And with the new licenses being offered in New York and everything within a driving distance here, we can pretty much accomplish it all at, at some point. Wow. Let me, uh, we have a couple minutes left. I just want to tap into your expertise in the gaming industry. What do you think is happening in Atlantic City? Do you think it is death and darkness and awful and terrible future? Or do you think it's just a lull? Or what's going on, in your opinion? Well, my opinion, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is is a quote from Louis Mele's 1980 film, Atlantic City. And it will be every idea you had about winning and losing. And that just seems to be... Uh, what Atlantic City has always been about, ideas that work, ideas that don't work. I'm very pro-Atlantic City, and I, and I feel that um, there, there are new horizons coming up. I attended an uh, uh, NBCA uh, luncheon where the mayor spoke a couple of weeks ago at Caesars in Atlantic City, and he's he is the best mayor that city has had in years, and he's very very excited, very vibrant. Uh, they've got a lot of things that uh, a lot of projects that have started. Uh, the convention center over at Harrah's, 
and the Tropicana is going through a big face facelift right now, and the Pirate Caesars is has been turned over to a a, a new partner who who has plans for development. I'm very positive. I spent 22 years in that town, and I was there when money was flowing in like the tide, and I was also there when things were not so well. Uh, having left there in 2007, I I do I only live about 30 miles outside of Atlantic City, so I'm there quite a bit. And I have a lot of colleagues there, and it's unfortunate that uh, we we've lost some properties, we've lost a lot of jobs for a lot of great people. Uh, it may have been overbuilt at the time. Uh, I feel there was a lack of uh, vision going back to the 90s. Uh, some people had the vision, others did not. And I think a lot of valuable time was squandered. Uh, but on the high side, uh, people like Steve Wynn with the tunnel project was a plus. Uh, Dennis Gomes and, and the quarter to Tropicana, the Cordish company, they had to walk up and running. And, and Borgata, which has been the winner by far since its inception, um, which is uh, Boyd Gaming and MGM Resort. So you have a lot of positive things happening. It's, it's going to take time to rebuild this, this situation. Will it ever be where it was in 2005? No. I do not believe you'll see those numbers ever again. I think you'll see what you're seeing now, five or six casino properties and everything else, which is part of the hospitality uh, venue. Uh, and that's what I tell my students. Uh, I ask them to look at hospitality uh, as a graphic pie, and it's in several slices, and the casino is just part of it. And that's what I've been saying for many years, and, I, and Las Vegas found that out a long time ago. That's right. As, as you can see, and Atlantic City is trying to catch up. They will be fine, but it will be a new model going forward. Fair enough. Uh, Bob Ambrose, we're going to have to end it there. I appreciate you coming on. I think uh, you've given us a lot of stuff to think about. And I'm frankly, I'm going to be checking out your master's online program because you need a credential at the end of your name can only help. So thank you for all your information. Please do. I appreciate that. Okay. Listeners, that was Bob Ambrose, instructor of gaming and hospitality, Center for Hospitality and Sports Management at Drexel University. We're going to be right back, so stay tuned. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. 
Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is D-Boy Shuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 9th, 2015. Arizona Senator John McCain has called for Congress to hold hearings on whether to expand legalized sports betting. McCain says he's in favor of allowing states which sponsor legalized gambling, as well as the Indian tribe which operate casinos, to accept sports bets. Last year, New York, Indiana, and South Carolina introduced bills to legalize sports betting in their states. The New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement handed down some fines last week. Caesars Atlantic City was fined $5,000 for losing two slot machines and filing a monthly report indicating all machines were accounted for. And the Golden Nugget was fined $4,000 for using unshuffled cards in a blackjack game and, when they realized their mistake, handing over a stack of chips to a gambler who lost during that game. That was against state regulations. And finally, not only was it a costly interception for the Seattle Seahawks in last week's Super Bowl, it was costly for the Vegas sportsbooks as well. Vegas reported that $116 million was wagered in the state's 191 sportsbooks, which took in around $3.2 million. If Seattle had won, sportsbook operators said the take would have been astronomical and the most profitable Super Bowl of all time. I'm sure we all really feel bad for the sportsbooks. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. You're listening to the House of Cards. Do you know what a straight flush is? It's like unbeatable. Like unbeatable is not unbeatable. Hey, I know that. Hey, poker players, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards, and I am joined by a returning guest, Hal Koblenz, who is a vice president of the Senior Poker Tour. I think he was here about a year ago when they were kicking off the Senior Poker Tour, and now he's here at the one-year anniversary. Welcome back, Hal. Well, thank you. It's good to be back, and it's hard to believe it's been a year already. (laughs) Well, would you characterize it as a successful year for you? It has been a great year, um, considering it was the first year out there. Uh, we did really well. We had a, a lot of uh, players that have actually, oh, we call them groupies now because they follow us throughout the country uh, and are playing in, in many of our tournaments throughout the country. So it was great, but 2015 uh, is even going to be better. Okay, for those in our listening audience who don't know what the Senior Poker Tour is, why don't you give us a... 30-second to one-minute summary. Well, basically, the Senior Poker Tour is a, a poker tour that is hitting different venues throughout out the country at different casinos. And we're hosting, whether it be three-day or four-day series of tournaments, and uh, it's for the 50-plus age bracket. Okay, 50-plus. You know, it's always struck me that 50-plus is awfully young, for senior, is there any chance of like different gradations where you could have senior, then super senior, then legend, then aged? 
then decrepit, then elderly. You know, like if you're over 95, you can play in the elderly poker. Does anybody give any thought to a higher standard other than 50 in addition to 50? Well, it's funny you say that because for the 2015 tour, we are going to be uh, unveiling a, a Super Seniors event, which is going to be featuring 70-plus. Oh, cool. And that, yeah, and that is, you know, we listen to our players, and that has come about because our players have asked for that. And we have a lot of Super Seniors who are excited to play in that event. <laughs> now, do you have, like, uh... Do you have different playing conditions for super seniors? Like you have the tables closer to the bathroom, or uh, yeah, st- we're going to have bathroom breaks every round, every orbit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, our, our people often joke about that, and the seniors are can hang in there with the best of them. You know, our, our senior players are young at heart. And uh, just love what what makes it different is they love being amongst their peers. That's what makes it different. As far as the competitiveness, they're they're right in there with any other player. Well, I have to say, when you have a designation of fifty, seniors are not just young at heart. People who are fifty years old can be really young. I mean, I I think of Jan Fisher. Jan is right. young. You meet her, and Linda is young. Susie Isaacs, they're young people. So I'm glad that we have a designation for those of us over 50. I'm especially glad that you also have a designation now of 70 or older. Um, Tell us about the venues that you had last year and the ones that you're going to have this year. Well, we were at numerous venues ranging from the Venetian down to um, some venues in Florida, some venues in California. Our our biggest event was at the Venetian, uh, where we had uh, it was our largest single day event, and we had just over four hundred players. Uh, I believe it generated a prize pool of about a uh, two hundred fifty thousand, somewhere around there. And our winner was from Canada. Uh, he took home, if I recall, about fifty thousand dollars, forty nine thousand. So uh, this year, uh, we are going to be doing the Senior Championship at Sea, which is going to be our highlight event. And that's going to be in August, and that's going to be with Card Player Cruises um, with Linda and Jan. And that's going to be out of Florida on Oasis of the Seas, and we are real excited about that one. Senior at sea. You know, I know some seniors who are at sea uh, much of the time, uh, but I think yours is going to be slightly different. How long a series is it going to be? Well, that it's a seven-day cruise, and, of course, you can only have the tournaments while you're at sea. Uh, it, that is going to be a one-day event, the, the championship at sea, but there's going to be obviously different tournaments throughout the cruise and all different price ranges. And if you've ever done a cruise with Jan and Linda, you're going to have some fun no matter what. (laughs) Well, I got to say, we're talking to Hal Koblenz, who's the vice president of the senior poker tour. I know Jan and Linda very much. They have been eager for years to get me on a cruise and I, I would love to join them, but I have a problem that my spouse for whatever reason, I love my wife. She gives me a uh-huh. lot of freedom. She absolutely refuses to consider going on a cruise, no matter what I say. Wow. So I am, uh, you know, I have to just participate in poker on land, which does give me still a lot of options, and uh, leave the cruising to other people for now. But I've heard wonderful things. I meet people all over the world who know Linda and Jan who say this was the highlight of their life, was going on a cruise with them. And they are so wonderful to all the players, and and we're fortunate to have uh, our our senior poker tour pros are just that's what really makes our tour so special is because our our pros really mingle with our players. They're they're competitive just like anyone else. They want to win win the event, and that's what, that's what makes it fun. But they're great at mingling with our players, having conversation with our players, and and our players are are learning a lot because our our pros certainly are not afraid to share. I mean, if you've as you know, Linda and Jan, they share you know a lot about playing style. You know, in fact, it was just an article on um, Linda, I believe, just yesterday um, on some some playing style. So they're always willing to share with our players, and that's where our players are having a lot of fun. Who are some of your pros this year? Who have you signed up? 
Okay, well, I don't want to miss anyone, so um, let me think this out real quick. So, of course, we have Dennis Phillips, uh, Linda Johnson, Mark Troon, Jan Fisher, Susie Isaac, Marsha Wagner, Donna Blevins, Nancy Todd, um, Robert Chip Turner, Turner is one of our pros, and the Duke of Fremont Street. Who is the Duke of Fremont Street? <laughs> if you don't know the Duke, uh, he is a... a Special, special character. He is a great guy. He is uh, well-known on the tables in Las Vegas. Uh, that's where he's best known. Okay. Uh, he's, he's downtown Las Vegas is where he's, he's best known. And we are going to be um, adding an additional. You might be getting the first uh, insight onto this, but Barbara Enright is joining the team. Oh, wonderful. And, is her husband? Uh, is, Ma- is Max coming, too? <laughs> I don't know, but I do know uh, Barbara is going to be joining the team, and uh, that is just just now uh, being being pretty much uh, announced. You're the first to hear that. <laughs> well, I I am honored on behalf of all of those who are paying attention on this show. Uh, thank you for letting us know. Let me ask you though, what venues you have this year? Because we have players all over the country. Are you coming to the sure. East Coast? We we are we're working on. I don't want to say yet. We're oh, you don't have your things. schedule yet. I see. Well, we have a lot of the schedule up. So right now, I can tell you for sure we're going to be in February. We're going to be at the Horseshoe for our one year anniversary. That's, Which one? Uh, there are lots of horseshoes. Uh, the Horseshoe, Tunica, Mississippi. Ah, okay, Tunica. And that's where we kicked it off last year. And this is going to be a, a reunion, so to speak. And that's February 19th through the 22nd. Great. Uh, we're going to be at Cherokee Casino in April. Oh, uh, in that's Oklahoma. That's the one in West, uh, yep, West Siloam Springs. West Siloam Springs, near the Arkansas border. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be doing a Seniors Week this year in Las Vegas uh, that coincides with the World Series. And we're going to have uh, events at a few different casinos uh, simultaneously during the week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, as far as East Coast, we're also working in Florida and Baltimore, some locations. But I, I don't want to announce those yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Is there an online presence? Is there a way people can follow you or even participate online at all? Oh, absolutely. Uh, of course, SeniorPokerTour.com is our website. And we've started a new uh, texting service where you can text SPT2015, which stands for our 2015 tour, to a number. And I'll give that out. It's 760-670-3130. So if you text SPT2015, you'll be able to get up and we will not bombard you with uh, a million text messages at the most we, we send out two to three a month. And we do it uh, on months that we have a series going just to announce what's going on. So we're not going to bombard you with that. <laughs> Great. What was the average field size uh, last year when you had these events? Are they mobbed or are they relatively modest in size? Well, it, it's all relative on what you consider mobbed. Uh, a lot of our casinos, a lot of our venues, ha- we would have to do, uh, let's say for a main event, different, uh, uh, like a day 1A, day 1B, because of their limited number of tables. You know, if they only have, you know, 10 tables designated for tournaments, then, of course, we have to have multiple start dates. So our main event averaged, I would say, say 150 to 200 uh, for our main event. Of course, the 400 plus was our biggest one at the Venetian, like I said. But I'd say 200. But but if you count all the players throughout a whole series, you're looking at easy three to 500 entrants uh, for a series. That's terrific. And how do you measure your success as a tour? What are your goals for this year? Our goals, our success is based on our players. We, you know, we want our players to be happy. That's that's how we measure our success. If our players leave uh, an event having fun, this tour is about our players having fun. You know, and if they leave uh, having a great experience, uh, it's all about the experience and having fun and doing something they might have not done before. Then we consider it a success. But obviously. I'd like to see our growth um, 
I my goal is at least one series a month, so twelve series for this year. And uh, like I said, we have about seven on the books right now, and we're just finalizing the end of the year for 2015. So uh, I would like to see at least one series a, a month this year. All right. Well, I think that's a reasonable goal. I hope you will come back on and let us know when your venues are all decided so that we can promote them and get our li- our listeners to participate wherever they happen to be listening, uh, and they can play in your senior events. You've been a great we guest as you that. were. Great. Well, Hal, we would, I appreciate it. Love that. I appreciate Thank you, you coming much. on. And Thank you. And like I said, they can sign up for the newsletter at SeniorPokerTour.com and get the updates of all our events. Terrific. Thanks again, Hal, for joining us. That's Hal Koblenz, who is vice president of the Senior Poker Tour. We are going to be back quickly, so stay tuned. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. So, what everyone think of the Party Poker Garden State Super Series? I gotta tell you, I had a blast. I played in a great tournament and met some of the greatest online poker players on New Jersey's premier online poker site, nj.partypoker.com. But you really don't have to wait for the big events like the Garden State Super Series to win big money with Party Poker. Check this out. Every Sunday, Party Poker has a tournament with a guaranteed prize pool of $50,000. That's right, 50000 bucks. You can buy in directly or win an entry in one of their daily qualifiers during the week. So join in all the fun and the cash at nj.partypoker.com. You can sign up at our website, houseofcardsradio.com, or you can go directly to their site, nj.partypoker.com. So if you think you got the chops and you're 21, get to New Jersey, get online, and play at nj.partypoker.com. And don't forget... Party Poker has a mobile app with a new multi-table tournament function. So if you see me looking at my phone, I'm probably not looking at email. nj.partypoker.com. This is what online poker is all about. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Here's the wonderful Joan Rivers with her thoughts on poker players. And your people, you give money with blood on it. I met your people in Vegas for 40 years. None of them have last names. None of them. They have cash fulls of You're a poker player. A poker player. That's, That's awesome. beyond white trash. Poker players oh, are poker the most players. awesome people poker in the world. Poker players are trash, darling. Trash. House of Cards, proudly serving your white trash needs since 2007.
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. This is our mailbag segment, and I'm joined, as I am in every mailbag segment, by my producer, Dave Weishattle. Dave, what do we have uh, this week? Well, this is part two of your uh, amazing trip. Amazing. You just came back. Well, what happened was um, I met Hiroshi, and he took me to his game, which he deliberately started early. Normally, the game starts between 9 and 10. He asked his dealer and the players to get there early because there was an American visiting the game who relied on the subway, and the subway starts at midnight. So here's the scene, the funniest poker moment I've had in a long time. Uh, it's Tokyo is an incredibly modern city because it was raised, it was destroyed in World War II, and they all the buildings are new, and most of them are from the boom years of the 90s. They're beautiful, stainless steel, glass, um, w- wonderful architecture. This was in one section of the city, part of a section that was not so gleaming. It was kind of dirty and um, decaying, and he was on the third floor, and it was a dark stairway in the in a bar, in a bar that you wouldn't want to hang out in. It was filled with cigarette smoke and kind of <laughs> dirty and uh, dark. Did you get a little nervous when you walked in it? Not, a, no, not at all. Not at I all. so trusted this guy. He could have taken me anywhere. That's I That's a good contact. Him. Yes, absolutely. So I go in, and I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of grungy, kind of cool. It's kind of grungy and cool. And <laughs> I go to sit down at the poker table, which is a little dirty, and the bartender runs out in front of me, literally runs out from behind the bar, bows to me, and hands me a hot towel. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just, to me, you get a hot towel wow. before okay. playing in any poker game, uh, which okay. was great. And I, I took my hot towel. I washed my hands. That was as clean as they were going to be <laughs> for the night. And uh, we sat down and played at No Limit Hold'em. And, the structure of the game was just like in the United States, you know, one, two. The difference was the chip denominations were higher than their actual value. So you call the chips essentially $1, $2, and you'd raise in increments of that. But when you bought in or when you cashed out, they cost you a third of what their denomination was. Okay. Uh, if you can imagine, because the exchange rate or no, it, nothing you, to do with no, the exchange nothing rate. That. Okay. No, you play one hundred U.S. dollars. No, no, it was no. all in yen. yen. Okay. But the conversion is about one hundred yen okay. to the buck. It's actually a little better than that now. But one hundred, two hundred. But when you it, when you tallied up how much you had spent or you cashed out, everything was diminished by down to thirty uh, cents to the dollar. So if you bought. $1,000 worth, you were really buying only $300 worth, but it was represented as $1,000 in chips on the table, which make, made the rake even more prohibitively high because wow. yeah. you're paying an absolute amount of money in rake and the value of the chips was well. But I wasn't worried about the rake at all. Um, it was the, the experience, I guess. It was the experience. experience. It was <laughs> hanging out with this wonderful Japanese guy, Hiroshi, who speaks fluent English, meeting the dealer, seeing the way that they played. And I played for a couple hours uh, I won the equivalent of $21 in chips, which were worth $7. Mm-hmm. And then there's no money in the room at all. You're not allowed to take money out of your wallet. You, you, it's like you're playing a free game. Okay. You settle up away from the building so that if it's raided, it's just a free game, which is legal. So I ended up after the rake losing money, but for the experience, it was well yeah. worth it. I got a couple questions. You mentioned so, your contact, Hiroshi, Yes. spoke fluent English. Yes. Was language a problem at the game at, all, at all with any? No, no, no. 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 The, because, I mean, except for the fact that I couldn't engage in my typical <laughs> witty repartee with everybody at the table, um, everybody says all in or raise or fold or through their action, you know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A guy shoves all his chips in. You don't yeah, you know, but... <laughs> need to know the Japanese word for all in. That's what it is. Plus, the dealer spoke enough English that if I had any questions... But Hiroshi was on my right and could explain so. But they, it, it, it's like what I found all over the world. Poker is an international language. I mean, you you know what people are doing based on their actions. You don't need a translator. Any strange rules in Japan? I, I remember you came back from a trip from somewhere, and you told me they dealt backwards. Yeah, in Spain, the cash in Spain, game. really yeah. anything here, like no. anything like that, no. except for the hot towel. The hot towel, yeah. No, it's uh... everything else was just well. The other thing was. Um, for my rake, 
Um, with my hot towel, I got a beverage of my choice, and I got a cappuccino, which was made from a wonderful espresso machine. There's great coffee in really? Japan. Yeah, believe really? it or not, oh, coffee okay. is fantastic. There are wonderful – my brother-in-laws are both in the coffee industry, and they both told me when you go over there, you got to try. They have a different process there, and it's wonderful. So I had a wonderful cappuccino. Um, other than that, you know, the cards are exactly the same. They're all Western symbols on the cards. Uh, I think, in fact, it was a uh, Da Vinci deck. Uh, maybe it was Chem. So it was cards I was familiar with. Chips looked just like every other chip you've ever seen. And the table's the same size, and players are just as bad there as they are here. So it was terrific. Okay, uh, here's my really dumb question for the night. Yeah. Or the day, or whenever you're listening. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 we'll talk about that the next uh, mailbag because I'm dying to. No, what, what do you have? Ask away. We got about a minute left. Did you have to take off your shoes when you got to the table? It's a very good question. Really, it's a good question. Very good question. <laughs> um, in bars like this, American style bar restaurants, you don't take off your shoes. Okay. In more traditional restaurants, and even in some of the traditional hotels we stayed in. You absolutely take off your shoes when you enter the premises. But in this bar, nobody took off their shoes. Um, and you could tell because the floor was dirty and grungy. <laughs> and, you know, it might have been better if we did. But that's a good question. Yeah. And, you know, next mailbag that we have, I'm happy to tell everybody more about the experience uh, if you think it's worthwhile. Absolutely. Traveling to Japan next year, my wife's going back. Uh, I will probably go to Manila and Seoul and maybe Macau while my wife is teaching because yeah. you can only eat so much food and walk around. Yeah. I, know, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I know in Japan they're looking to get casinos. Do you think they're going to get it? Yes, but not for soon? not for two years. I nope. think they'll probably enable it in the legislation this year, and then they'll build them in a year. If you have a question for the mailbag, you can reach us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. You can tweet at us at HOC Radio. You can leave a message for us on the Facebook page or call our hotline at 609-474-4627. But that's it. we got to go. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. And uh, that's it for House of Cards. Podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.